Is Spectre of AIDS a making of America? Debate around the origin of AIDS has sparked considerable interest and controversy since the birth of the epidemic. The issue of the origin of HIV could go beyond one of the purely academic interests, as an understanding of where the virus originated and how it evolved could be crucial in developing a vaccine against HIV and more effective treatments in the future. In 1981, the Center for Disease Control, CDC, in Atlanta, Georgia, was alerted to reports of cases of a rare lump injection in previously homosexual men in Los Angeles, and then in New York. Infection was found to be with pneumocystis carinii, protozoa an organism that had previously caused pneumonia only in patients whose immune defenses were suppressed. Later, cases of a rare tumor, Kaposi's sarcoma, were reported in young homosexual men. It was recognized as a slow-growing skin cancer previously seen mainly in Africa. In people with AIDS, the tumor behaved much more aggressively and was found in parts of the body other than in skin. Soon it appeared that was a rapidly increasing epidemic of conditions associated with the destruction of the immune system. These conditions were observed not only in male homosexuals but also in intravenous drug users and hemophiliacs suggesting transmission was related to blood as well as to sexual activity. French and American researchers identified the virus responsible in 1984. It was named LAV-means lymphadenopathy-associated virus by the French and HTLV-3, human T-cell lymphotropic virus, type 3, by the Americans. In 1986, the virus was renamed HIVI a similar virus, HIV-2 has been found to be the cause of some cases of AIDS in Africa. The virus usually remains dormant for some time in infected T-cells, and it may take up to 10 years for symptoms to develop. Scientists working at the National Cancer Institute in the U.S. and the Pasteur Institute in France identified the cause of the disease, the retrovirus HV, in 1983-84. These workers also developed tests for HIV, enabling researchers to follow the transmission of the virus and to study the origin and mechanism of the disease. Viruses akin to that of AIDS infected some African monkeys. This fact and the high incidence of infection among people in Africa have led to the opinion that the AIDS virus originated there. In June 1996 the United Nations estimated that since the start of the global epidemic in the late 1970s about 27.9 million people worldwide have been infected by HIV and 5.8 million, including 1.3 million children, have died. About 63% of adults infected with HIV live in sub-Saharan Africa. In Western countries, AIDS is most common among homosexual men. Worldwide, however, heterosexual transmission is the most common way that people become infected. In Africa AIDS affects men and women equally, probably because the high rate of other sexually transmitted diseases, such as chancroid, increases the rate of HIV transmission by heterosexual sex. If we come to a close encounter with the epidemic, this virus damages the helper cells which normally play a crucial role in the regulation of the immune response. It disarms the body's main line of defense against the virus and renders the body defenseless against a range of other infections and cancers. As a result, 
the body becomes highly susceptible to a range of opportunistic infections. Despite vast research efforts, no cure has yet been found. Can monkeys or chimpanzees be the source of HIV? There are various controversial theories all around the world stating various reasons for the outcome of AIDS. Let us diagnose a few theories prominently known and accepted. In February 1999, it was announced that a group of researchers from the University of Alabama studied frozen tissue from a chimpanzee and found that the simian virus it carried, CIFCPZ, was almost identical to HIV-1. The chimpanzee came from a subgroup of chimpanzees known as pantheroglodytes, which were once common in West Central Africa. It is claimed by the researchers that this shows that these chimpanzees were the source of HIV-1 and that the virus at some point crossed species from chimpanzees to humans. However, it is not clear that chimpanzees are the original reservoirs for HIV-1 because chimpanzees are only rarely infected from a third, yet unidentified, primate species. It has been known for a long time that certain viruses can pass from animals to humans and this process is referred to as zoonosis. The researchers from the University of Alabama have suggested that HIV could have crossed over from chimpanzees because of a human killing a chimp and eating it for food. Some other theories contend that HIV was transferred iatrogenically that is via medical treatments. One well-published theory is that polio vaccines played a role in the transfer when a CHAT vaccine was then given to about a million people in the Belgian Congo, Rwanda, and Burundi in the late 1950s. Other theories put forward about the origin of HIV include a number of conspiracy theories. Some people have suggested that the CIA manufactured HIV whilst others believe that HIV was genetically engineered. The above stated are a few prominent theories accepted worldwide. We must make a deep analysis of these theories basing on the experiments made by well-known scientists. This dubious situation can be remedied by concerted efforts. However, in February 2000 the Worcester Institute in Philadelphia announced that it had discovered in its stores a vial of polio vaccine that had been used as part of this polio vaccination program. The vaccine was subsequently analyzed and in April 2001 it was announced that no trace had been found of either HIV or chimpanzee. A second analysis confirmed that only macaque monkey kidney cells, which cannot be infected with CIF or HIV, were used to make chat. Dr. Dotan Meek van Dam of the Rigue Institute in Leuven, Belgium reported that the virus, HIV-1, is ancient. In collaboration with colleagues in France, Germany, and Ireland, Van Damme devised a technique for tracing the family trees of viruses. Van Damme told scientists the separation between CIF-CPZ, chimpanzee virus, and HIV was effected between 1675 and 1700. She said that theories on a more recent origin of HIV-1 epidemics in humans such as the one blaming vaccination with oral polio vaccine contaminated with CIF, seems very unlikely. Scientists do not, of course, have blood samples dating to 1675. The oldest known HIV samples date to only 1959. So to figure out the history of HIV, 
scientists need to establish what they call the molecular clock of the virus, or the rate at which it changes. But that is tough for HIV because different strains of the virus today are mutating and evolving at divergent rates. Van Damme's findings are important because they help explain not only how the world's worst recorded epidemic commenced, but also possibly where it is going and how fast. As for why HIV smoldered in humans and visibly for 300 years, Van Damme said, a true explosion requires a new mode of transmission or modern behavior, such as non-sterile blood products and especially widespread promiscuous sexual behavior. All the above statements are so precise that monkeys or chimpanzees may not be the source of causing the HIV virus. One thing that could be clearly stated is, chimpanzees are not necessarily the original source of HIV and it is likely that the virus crossed over to humans on more than one occasion. So it is quite possible that HIV emerged at the same time say both in South America and Africa, or that it even emerged in the Americans before it emerged in Africa. Researchers may probably never know exactly when and where the virus first emerged, but what is clear is that individuals from diverse backgrounds, including heterosexual men and women, homosexual men and women, hemophiliacs, Sexual partners of hemophiliacs and transfusion recipients, injection drug users have all developed AIDS, with the only common denominator being their infection with HIV. HIV has been repeatedly isolated from the blood, semen, and vaginal secretion of patients with AIDS, findings consistent with the epidemiological data demonstrating AIDS transmission via sexual activity and contact with infected blood. Basing on these conditions this deadly virus has been engulfing the human race by making a compact stand in the human body proliferating all over the body ruining it. Many countries in the world have made regulations in their countries to enjoy sex through free sex, red light areas, etc. The entire world has become prey in the hands of this death-defying disease making human beings into ashes as a blazing fire. Now. The world is indulged in having sex between two men and two women, a man, and woman, men and an animal costing their lives for the sake of short-term glee. Man enticed with his bundle of needs is not satisfied until he looks for a new paradise. In this hazardous and hectic journey, man has become more whimsical and haughty in his nature, resulting in great clamor or commotion, which is now the most modern situation in the world. Man is tussling with this dreadful epidemic from years ago but is still in vain. In this uncertain situation, let us hear the verdict of the Bible regarding the origin, source, and birth of AIDS. God has loved his children from the beginning. He wanted them to abide by his orders or commandments, nothing other than the Bible. God, with his foresight, saw the future and the human nature and commanded with few regulations that could provide him a state of tranquility. Hundreds and thousands of years ago he made some regulations, which binds every man. It is good for a man not to marry. But since there is so much immorality, each man should have his own wife, not wives, and each woman her own husband, not husbands. The wife's body does not belong to her alone but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 1 to 4. 
Our world is a superb work made by God, which fulfills the needs of millions of people who are inheriting it. God created everything that man needs. He created plenty of food to meet man's hunger, oceans to quench his thirst, women, and men for their desire, a variety of tastes, colors, fragrances and many more. God ordered man to accomplish all his desires rationally and legitimately. This doesn't mean that if a man is hungry, he should live on human flesh. If thirsty to take intoxicants and vicious liquors feels like having sex, to mate with plenty of women other than his wife. Man was made wiser than beasts not to behave like them but to have dominance over them and to set proper his ways. Our God is so mindful of the relationship between husband and wife. He wants to exclude himself between them when they are in need of each other. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 5. God has given paramount priority towards this relationship because he treats it honorable and the bed undefiled. Hebrews 13-4, When God has made marriage sacred nowadays it has been treated as a partnership agreement for a certain period and can be broken at any time leading to many contacts between various men and women all over the world. Men is becoming unusual towards his desires causing the birth of various epidemics in the world. Then, when desire, extraordinary desire, has conceived, it gives birth to sin, fornication and adulteration, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death, AIDS, James chapter 1 verses 15 and 16. Do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness, and do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 33 and 34. God is analyzing the behavior of humans in his words. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men. Leaving lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, homosexuality and receiving in themselves the penalty, various diseases, of their error which was due Romans 1 colon 26 28. People nowadays, not content with their heterosexual way of letting out their libido, are trying to quench their sexual thirst by having sex with animals and dishonoring their bodies filled with lusts in their hearts. So God commands them. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman it is an abomination nor shall you mate with any beast, to defile yourself with it. Not shall any woman stand before a beast to mate with it. It is a perversion. Do not defile yourselves with any of these things, for by all these the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you Leviticus chapter 18 verses 22 to 24. The man who commits adultery with another man's wife, he who commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress, shall surely be put to death. If a man lies with a male as he lays a woman, both of them shall surely be put to death. If a man males with a beast, he shall surely be put to death, and you shall kill the beast. Leviticus chapter 20 verses 10 to 16. 
Cursed is the one who lies with any kind of animal, Deuteronomy chapter 27 verse 21. God was stringent towards all these wickedness among men and he orders them 3,700 years ago to hamper their expansion by holding the threat of death. This nature among people must be objected but many countries have made laws towards their citizens for enjoying more free sex. In AD 59 God in his mighty book states. Do you know that the neither fornicator nor adulterers, nor homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God? 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 and 10. Now the body is not for sexual immorality but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 13 to 15. If this could be the criterion then God warns man for his lustful deeds, which results in a new epidemic that is flee sexual immorality every sin, other than sexual immorality, that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body, resulting in a dreadful disease like AIDS, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18. God warns mankind that they may receive a death blow if they sin against their own body. Sexual immorality leads man towards his grave, which is nothing but AIDS. Man with his lustful behavior is not satisfied with what God gave him but is searching for more pleasures through illegal means, corrupting the lawful measures of God. Man, in spite of being ashamed of his deeds, is blaming animals for the disease, which he begot by his immoral behavior. Yet, he proves himself wiser than animals on blaming the cause of this epidemic on them. As we have studied earlier, there was no proof that this disease had crossed species through various methods. If at all, let us hope that this virus was born in monkeys then why was it so rampant all around the world? somewhere man had mated with them in seeking pleasure and received that virus into his body. Man has become a gateway for this new epidemic to transfer it to all human beings in the world through his sexual contact with several people. Bible is so acceptable and accurate in ascertaining the present situation of the world. Mankind has received the reward, AIDS, for their immodest behavior. God by knowing this situation gave a call to the entire human race to flee from all sexual immorality, where sex plays a vital role in generating a deadly disease, which harms our immune system, resulting in death. Historically and statistically it was proved by various specialists that the first case of AIDS was detected in 1981 only among the homosexual men. HIV and AIDS affect homosexual men to a disproportionate degree in the UK and the rest of the developed world. It is currently thought that 61% of all cases of HIV in the UK are among men who became infected through sex with another man. If humans break the natural phenomenon set by God and proceed with the illegitimate behavior he certainly deserves to receive a death blow disease. God by knowing these conditions laid down his commandments to men not to indulge in homosexuality or sex with animals, if at all he does so, both of them are to be killed or blazed in order to barricade the prevalence of the plague. My fellow brethren, by all this crucial analysis it is so lucid that man is the major reason behind the birth of AIDS. 
Satyriasis and Nymphomania are progenitors of this who beget it into the world to the neglect of natural laws ordained by God. It is better to be alert of all this immorality and seek the rightful ways of God. Root is the beginning of every tree, so also a lustful look towards a woman is the root which leads to adultery. If man could really curtail his lustful looks from his mind, then there cannot be a chance for adultery Matthew 5:28. If he controls each and every part of his body, he may not be scared of being infected by any new disease. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your organs as instruments of righteousness to God. Romans chapter 6 verses 12 and 13.